God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Seekers for Christ. This, I want to talk about, this is going to be brief, and then I'll come out with a part two because of timing. Um, we want to talk about the awkward silence. Have you guys ever been in a situation, conversation, or a fellowship with maybe someone you're trying to connect with and get to know, but there is either no information to get out, you're stuck with trying to figure out what to say, or you've communicated or tried to break the ice, if they, as they call it, and there was no response. Have you ever been in a situation where there was awkward silence? Think back to that time during the awkward silence. What were you thinking? What was the thought process during the moment of the awkward silence? Now, the interesting thing is that we are, at times, put in positions where it seems that God is being silent. What do we do? What are we supposed to do as sons of God in our growth, in our walk, in our warfare, in our daily routine, where it seems that God has turned the volume down? You used to feel his presence. You used to start to pray and the, the glory would rain down. You used to, you know, open your Bible and the first page it flops to is exactly what you need to hear for the day. And now you flop to op open your Bible and it flops to Leviticus talking about the showbread. And you've... Or you go into prayer and you get nothing. You squint in your eyes as hard as you can. And you got nothing. You are in worship. And you're jumping. And you're praising. And you're worshiping. Nothing. What do we do? How do we respond to the awkward silence? I will return with part two. And remember... You will find him when you seek him with all of your heart. Praise the Lord. Part two of Awkward Silence. Welcome, all listeners. So, the Bible says in the last day there will be a falling away. Men will draw cold to the faith, heeding to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Why do you think that is? 
Why do you think in God's goodness and grace and his love and his mercy, his forgiveness, his healing, his provision, will men stop living for God to run towards the traditions of man? And sometimes the traditions of man again. For most of these people that will turn cold to the faith have been redeemed from the traditions of man. What do we do in the awkward silence? That we aren't the ones that fall away. That we aren't the ones that turn back because we say God ain't listening. We do what we were told to do last. Here is a good example. For those of us who have children, when your child is trying to walk, you don't hold their hand or posture them up all the way. Well, you might at first when they're starting, but there comes a time when there's a parent on one side and a parent on another side or a friend or whatever. You set the baby down, you love on it and you set it down. And then what you do is you let go. You back up. You let the baby learn how to use the strength or develop the strength that it has in its legs. First time, baby might not do nothing. Second time, baby might not do nothing. Sit there and cry for mama. But then one day, you put it down and it's going to attempt to go to the other side of the room. One step, two step, fall down. Crawl the rest of the way, okay? One step, two step, three steps, crawl the rest of the way. Okay. Five steps the rest of the way. Until you realize that the child has learned to move from here to there. And has now developed a new skill. This child has now developed not only a new skill, but a a skill that they will use for the rest of their life unless uh, a tragedy strikes where they're unable to continue to move. This is the same thing that God has for us. So the awkward silence isn't always God ignoring you. That is an option now. You may be unrighteous <laughs> and you've offended him and you must turn to him and even in the silence repent. If that offense is still active, turn away from it and turn to him. But it also could be just the simple fact that God sees that you are ready to gain the new skill. You have to exercise. You have to exercise and strengthen your limbs so that you can learn how to walk. And you know how babies are. Once they learn how to walk, they're, they're a bit stumbly at first, but soon they all over the place, running, jumping, cartwheeling, backflipping, high-stepping, doing the splits, you know? We have to do the same. After we've gained the strength of whatever it is, prayer, worship, praise, reading, whatever skill God has us ready to be strengthened in, and it could also just be as simple as this. He wants you to trust him. That's it. 
You're working on my behalf, whether I feel you're hearing me or not, whether the glory is raining down or not. It's time to stop dependent on the feelings or the glory fall as a crutch to know that his will is being done. That's that that's not 100% faith. But God is good and he's merciful. The Bible tells us to Whatever we find our hands to do, do with all our might. Become the person that enjoys the preparation. Because in your preparedness, that will get you ready for elevation and promotion. Promotion doesn't come haphazardly. We must prepare. So that when we are promoted and when land is conquered, we can then maintain it and not just have acquired some land just to give it back up. Doesn't matter the scariness of it. Because God is with you. We serve the, the, the name that that is under there's no other name above the name of Jesus which is why the enemy wants to keep you distracted especially in the awkward side this is when you come in to try to do his thing God's left you God don't love you oh man you you messed up you ain't good enough now and that too is exercise exercise in, in, in using the necessary techniques, using the necessary word, grabbing your Bibles, using your sword, swing it out. <laughs> God is faithful. And able to do exceedingly abundantly seek him with all of your heart.